Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. We got on a uh, we got on a gentleman's gloves. Oh. How do you like those? Oh, hey, I'm ready for the mouse now. It is now devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> All right, welcome to Hour 2 of The Sinner and the Saint. If you missed anything from Hour 1, Les Schwab Tires podcast. I was listening to that open, the A-Team open, which is fantastic. But I was mm. remembering uh, why we were talking in a Mickey Mouse voice. Yeah. And that was our C.J. McCollum impression. Yeah, he's got a weird voice. Well, no, it wasn't that. If we were trying to make him like uh, the little brother of the NBA, it, this was when they were trying to recruit Carmelo Anthony the first time mm. uh, to be a Blazer. Photoshop CJ. Yeah, they photoshopped him into Blazers uniform. They had this whole text Twitter campaign going to Which, try to. Which, by the way, pie in our face, technically, it worked. Yeah, well, I, I right? saw. Yes, He's here. Totally did. I saw a story, though, that it looks like the New York Knicks, this is NBC Sports had this uh, this morning, mm-hmm. uh, the Knicks might want to get Mellow back. So CJ might want to get on his, uh, you know, his, his recruiting right now to keep Carmelo Anthony in Portland. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if he wants to keep Mellow around for one more year, he's fighting with the Knicks again. Maybe get he in should there, man. step his game up. That's Do exact- Adobe Illustrator. That's exactly. <laughs> Make some graphics. Yeah. I want to see some, uh, I want to see some video. Get your uh, iMovie going. Maybe, maybe do After Effects and have Mello like drinking a cup of coffee or a beer. No, no, no. Take uh, Mello in his Blazers uniform, and then every time he hits a shot, do the little explosion thing. <laughs> yeah, a little After Effects. That'd be sweet. Yeah, there you go. The missile sound effects. The <laughs> I don't know. So, something to look forward to in sports is uh, CJ. Maybe we'll get him on his podcast. Hey, I want to talk fat guys. You want to talk fat guys for a minute? Sure. So oh, I should. I probably should say I hate fat people before we start. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean it's known on the show, but for first time listeners, okay, do you know who uh, Makai Becton is? Uh, no. Oh, Jen knows. Oh. <laughs> Jen Ellis, uh, you're welcome to join in, Jen, anytime you want. I know you're here just for baseball. I was actually surprised. I raised my hand. Like, I was like, really? You know who that is? <laughs> is uh, it the guy that ran the thing really fast and he's like 400 pounds? 
Yeah, 364 yeah. pounds, six foot seven. Makai Becton ran a 5-1-1 40-yard dash on Friday. Yeah. And people have said that this is the most impressive feat of the combine so far. What now, was his lateral drill? I don't I I do not have that in this article. So I, that's an offensive lineman, am I right? It is. And and it is also reported that uh, you know, the first ten yards of the forty yard dash is the most important part, and they said it was explosive. So I've never found it useful in the NFL for an offensive lineman uh, to run in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, because when do you do that? Uh, I don't think you do. Usually you're moving laterally to go block somebody or you are kicking back to, you know, get somebody away from a quarterback. Sure. So, I, well, I am impressed this man can run very fast with a lot of weight on him. I don't know how much that helps him in the job he's interviewing for. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I 100% understand. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was Justin Herbert this last week. He had, like, the broad jump. Everybody's like, oh, did you see his broad jump? I was like, I've seriously never known when a quarterback had to broad jump before. Here are the combine results that I have for Louisville's uh, junior offensive lineman, uh, Mackay Becton. Yeah. 5.1 seconds in the 40-yard dash. It's impressive. 23 on the bench press. It's Okay. They're for a, a lineman. Wasn't there a punter that got 25 reps? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, no vertical jump stats, no broad jump, no three-cone drill, no 20-yard shuttle, and no 60-yard shuttle. Dude, he didn't do a three-cone? Again, that like hey. three-cone and shuttle, I would think are the two drills as a lineman. I, I want to know what's up because I want to know how quick you are. This this is may not be a reliable source. I'm looking at a website called niffle.com. Are you sure that's not Pornhub? NFL.com. That's, oh, where, that. I'm getting, that's yeah, where I'm getting yeah. this from. Um, so I do have his hand size if you're interested. Sure. Ten and three quarters. Is that big? I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it'd be big for a quarterback. Better you today. Text line says the speed translates to pitch and toss plays, though. <laughs> okay. Sure. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Might want to hit somebody at the line of scrimmage and maybe not worry yeah. about the safety until you get the D tackle out of the way. Yeah. I just kind of assume that the running back will manipulate you enough that like they know, like that's a, that's a good sign of a running back is like, if you do a pitch, like you get the ball and you yeah. understand the linemen are far slower than you are. That's why you like slow down a little bit and wait. Yeah. And then once they make contact, that's when you get the burst. That's why Todd Gurley's so good. He knew. Was so good. Well, let's, let's talk about him in the past tense. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he, he he had that ability, right? He knew when to turn it on. He had very good field vision. That's Le'Veon Bell, too, is the most patient running back in yeah. the world of the NFL. Yeah. Um, so the other combine story. I'm not a big combine. You see anything interesting from the combine before I get to my next fat guy story? Uh, herbs, man. I mean, we can talk about Herbs we'll later. Talk, but... okay. well, let's talk a little Ben Barch. Hell of a name. You know who Ben Barch is? He is a drummer. Ben Barch is one of the few D3 football players who will likely get drafted in this year's NFL draft. The six foot six, 308 pound offensive tackle was an All American at St. John's University in Minnesota. Cool. Prospect is expected to be a mid round pick, but here is what sh is shocking about Mr. Barch. Mr. Barch was originally a tight end. So he had to put on 70 pounds to move to offensive tackle. Damn. 
Here is what Mr. Barch put into his shake. Now, these ingredients oh, no. on their own, just fine. Okay. That's what he put into a shake. It's like All a of these shake. things went into his shake okay. while he was working as a high school strength coach. Nice. The ingredients are seven scrambled eggs. Okay. That's a lot. Cottage cheese. Okay. Low quick, calorie. Quick grits. Huh. Peanut butter. It's a lot of calories. Bananas. And Gatorade. Oh. Ew. <laughs> Wait. Red Seven Gatorade? scrambled eggs, cottage Blue cheese, Gatorade. quick grits. It does not say the color. Peanut butter, bananas, and Gatorade. Throw it all in, <laughs> plug my nose. I gag sometimes, but that's what you have to do. <laughs> Why can't you eat those things individually? Does it... Go quicker to the uh, the waistline if you're putting in a shake. What is the science behind this? And why are you eating grits? Why is it all going to do a shake? I don't care if you eat grits. Because he's uh, uh, he's a strength coach. He's you know he's on the move. He's got things to do. Got to go. I mean, I'd love to take the time to eat all of these foods, but I need it quick and I need it disgusting because I need to gain weight because I'm going to go play in the NFL. It's like when uh, KFC did their um, their bowls. You remember don't, the KFC don't you, bowl? Don't the you stoner dare, bowl. Don't you dare say anything against the KFC stoner bowls. If you're gonna, hey, if you're gonna say something negative about those, you can just leave this show right now. <laughs> well, I'll figure out how to run that board. Well, welcome to KFC. Uh, what, what would you like? Yeah. Uh, would you mind uh, putting? Uh, I know this sounds crazy. Fried chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, gravy, mm-hmm. and a biscuit. Like, can you guys put that into a bowl, sir? You had me at bowl. <laughs> we yeah. can do that. Yes. You know what? Yes. Uh, All of our ingredients. Yes. In bowl. I'll be honest with you. I'm actually okay with that. I'm fine. Then you've with lost the bowl. dignity, sir. No, no. Hey, listen. You have lost your dignity. Listen. You put all of that into something I have to drink, and uh, I know what you're saying. How would you thin it out enough to make it drinkable? Adding Gatorade is not the answer to that. Well, you add the more gravy add, is what you do. Maybe the Gatorade adds tang. You don't know that. Maybe the, maybe the guy's having like an orange Gatorade. And I quote, throw it all in and just plug my nose. I'd gag sometimes, but that's what you have to do. No, Barch, that isn't what you have to do. P.S. Doesn't that sound not very scientific? There you know is, I mean? Like he's training for the combine. This yeah, is like probably yeah. one of the highest paying jobs in the world for somebody. And like. The science behind you making, you know, gaining weight is just like breakfast and a drink. What I'd like to know is where on the where on the internet you go to like find protein powder. But, yeah. but type in recipes for weight gain shake. I gotta be a quarterback. I need a ham sandwich, chips, Gatorade, and a Twix in a drink for lunch. My brother adds Twix to uh, fruit salad, which I don't Ew. know how to that. Why? <laughs> it's basically just a bowl. It's a bowl of Cool Whip. Oh, there's your baseline. Okay. Then he throws in like, I think it's just fruit cocktail. And then like, I think he's tried different candy bars and just settled on Twix. And then he calls it heaven in a bowl and rolls it out for holidays. Does he call it a salad? Calls it heaven in a bowl. We, uh, we went on vacation once with some friends and, uh, we were eating pretty bad during the week. And then we had one of our friends go, Hey, don't worry about it. I made a salad for dinner and we go, Oh, great. And so then when we got there, it was just romaine and like two bottles of Caesar salad dressing. 
There wasn't any cheese or croutons. I mean, obviously no vegetables, but it was one of those things. I was just soaked in dressing. Where we were like, God, we've been eating so bad lately. There's like, oh, don't worry. I'm making a salad. salad. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get some greens in us. This one's going to supercharge you if it doesn't kill you. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Um, those are fat guy stories from the combine. Uh, Somebody on the Better Yeti text line says it was, in fact, red. I don't know who their sources are. Yeah. Hey, listen, I couldn't tell you. I'm just reading. Uh, the Gatorade. Yeah, sure. Why not? I, at that point, I don't think the flavor really matters. I mean, anytime I mix my Gatorade with peanut butter, banana grits, cottage cheese, and scrambled eggs, you kind of <laughs> lose the flavor profile that Gatorade was kind of shooting for. The uh, consumer... Affairs division of Gatorade just going, all right, how do we market this? What do we call it? Like, loses all integrity when you start mixing it with all those um, breakfast foods. Maybe it's good. And we're just super jaded. Again. This thing tastes amazing. And I quote, throw it all in and just plug my nose. I'd gag sometimes, but that's what you have to do. Maybe he's jaded. It's not what you have to do. Like, are there just weight game supplements? You go into GNC and go, I need to gain a bunch of weight. And they go, here. That will help you gain weight. It's a powder you put in to your shake. Good nuts. <laughs> None see, of that. See, and that was what I was kind of trying to allude to in the beginning of this. was like, I guess it goes back to our, our bigger point when we talk about the NFL sometimes when like people make decisions or teams make decisions. We're always <laughs> like, shouldn't this be more scientific or well thought out? And I feel like the more we do this show and the more these kind of things happen, the more we keep getting the answer like, no, they're just kind of stupid. Yeah. Like they're it's, just kind of dumb. Like big dumb animals, folks. Yeah, like when they wanted to move the Chargers from San Diego to L.A., we were like, oh, they must have done some market research. No, mm-hmm. they just really wanted to go to L.A., and that was it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was really all. Uh, so I typed Otherwise, in. Otherwise, why I, would they play in a soccer stadium? Typed in <laughs> weight gain shakes. That's a good point. Uh, and muscle, muscle, muscle and strength.com has, uh, the first article that pops up is 10 delicious weight gain shakes. First one. They don't or- have Gatorade and grits. No, no. Mm. Uh, orange cream, dark chocolate and almond butter, mint, uh, ice cream, bananas and strawberries, peanut butter and bacon, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. pineapple, coconut and cinnamon, caramel cream, coffee, uh, chocolate malt, oatmeal, chocolate, avocado, burrito. Any of those sound better than old Barch's weight gain shake? It took me literally like nine seconds to find that. That guy's got to be super phlegmy too, by the way. Peanut butter, cottage cottage cheese, cheese, eggs, and all the sugar from that Gatorade. How many times did (laughs) you? Wait, is Gatorade your base, by the way? It's the last. Just think about it. You got to have some liquid in a shake. No, I think what you do is you're just slowly adding Gatorade until it turns into. Oh, yeah. Thinking he made that recipe no. by himself. <laughs> I just kept putting things in. And <laughs> yeah. I kept getting fatter. I, and I kept working. doing it until it was I was working. disgusting. And then I was. And then I was like, cool, big enough to make it out. One time I threw up and I go, this is the one. And then I threw back up into the blender and then I just had a bit oh, of yeah. Oh, that's too far. Shut up. <laughs> All right, let's talk some baseball. Uh, Astros getting beaned at... Uh, an alarming rate or a fantastic rate? Yeah. You be the judge, uh, and all the Yankees are getting hurt, and then uh, other things about baseball. We'll try to get Will involved as much as we can because those are the best baseball segments. So there's your challenge, Jen. Uh, we'll get Will involved with baseball talk next. Sinner and Saint, 1080 The Fan. What did you pick this song? Did you love 2000s hip-hop, you said? 
got this. Oh, no, this is Yikes. for you. This is for you. I was like, what's the worst? Barf. <laughs> uh, did you get the edited version? Yeah. Says, I hope. I started hearing it. I was like, you better have gotten a censored version. Yeah, we I right. know this song, and it is not clean. Yeah, I know. There you go. So, anyways, this is uh, for you, Will. And Jen. Jen Ellis, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It is our, uh, it's time for our baseball segment. We're in uh, spring training. We got things going on. We've got uh, Yankees dropping like flies. Oh, it sounds yes. like uh, Severino will not play all this year, getting Tommy nope. John surgery. Nope. You've got Giancarlo Stanton, uh, who's going to miss the first month. Paxton out at least a couple months. But they have Garrett Cole. Yes, they do. There you go. Is there part of you that kind of smiles inside when Yankees? Kind of. It? Yeah, it's like, aha, but then, I, you know, and then I open up, you know, my at-bat app, and it's the A's Stephen Piscotty is going to be out for an indefinite amount of time with some kind of strain. And, you know, I mean, everybody's just trying to dust off the cobwebs. Yeah. And then they go, oh, oops, I got hurt. And, and I mean, tons of teams are already have a bunch of players that are not going to be on the opening day roster because of injuries. It, do you think it's happening more often? Because it feels like every year, like, here's a list of well-known players that are going to miss. Tons of time. Exactly. Is it doing <laughs> no more players, or is this always been something? It feels like it's happening more and more. Yeah, and it feels like it feels like the, it's like, oh, your, your finger hurts. Oh, well, let's do Tommy John surgery. I mean, it feels like everybody's getting yeah. Tommy John. Um, but then they, then a lot of guys after that, they pitch amazingly, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's somebody su somebody suggested that uh, Tommy John, uh, the surgeon who invented it, should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's really not a bad thing. My always thing, and, and I always think of it with baseball, but there was also, so Alabama uh, quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, I don't know if you know who that is, mm -hmm. has had the same surgery on both ankles oh. now. And it is, a, he had a high ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. and he's had it on both feet, or both ankles. And they created a surgery that basically they they go in above the ankle and put a piece of cable across the two bones in his lower leg mm -hmm. simply to help recover from the high ankle sprain faster. Yeah. Not better and doesn't necessarily prevent future occurrences of it. It's just so that you can recover faster from it. So they have this surgery basically to get the guy back on the field faster. Wow. Now, we know yeah. baseball players are willing to cheat to win. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything recently, but there no, was. No, I don't think there's any proof that. <laughs> can't say that there is, but if somebody came up with a surgery where you can go and put, mm. like, a carbon fiber band in your elbow or whatever, mm. and it helped you throw the ball faster, harder, or not worry about injuries, how long before we start seeing, yeah, like, exactly. bioengineering Exactly in, in in baseball or sport. <laughs> well, I guess. and I mean, there's it's there. What's the is it the hamate bone, the one that uh, like uh, Matt Olson, the first baseman for the A's, um, hurt his it was the hamate bone in his hand. Yeah, and they went and and took that out. Sure, and they were talking about it during the season. You know, it's like he missed the first couple of months or whatever. And uh, you know, some some guys when they go to have it removed from one hand, they just go, oh, just have the other one taken out at the same time because there's you know you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to come back to have surgery on the other one. Just take them both out at the same, yeah. same time. Fair enough. Why not? Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> Cam Cleo's talked about this, but he had a, um, 
I can't remember what the name of it was, but he had a basically like a bone spur or mm-hmm. something, and I'm going to probably butcher this, but it was something in his ankle that rubbed on his Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. He ended up you know, tearing both in his yeah. NFL career. And so, yeah, if you look at it and somebody does an x-ray and goes, well, let's just go in there and just yeah. clean up that uh, potential for risk. Yeah. You wonder how many guys are going to go and start doing that. But Tommy John surgery is one of those. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, let's yeah. get it now. And then, you know, you'll have more of your career yep. post. Yeah. One of the uh, top prospects, top pitching prospects for the A's, uh, A.J. Puck had it. Had Tommy John before he even made his major league debut. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's, and it's, he's amazing. He's great. Yeah, not not entirely uncommon. Yeah. Anyway, wow. <laughs> I keep looking at okay, Will. Keep looking what are you at doing? I know. It looks like yeah, you want to yeah. chime in. You keep jo- like saddling <laughs> up to the microphone, and I can't yeah. tell if you had something to chime in on. No, she started talking about something with the hand, and then I looked over, and then you were looking at me with like these raised eyebrows, like, what do you uh, think of that? No raised right eyebrows. Well, this, like, this, this was this was the story uh, for you, uh, Mr. Darkens, that I thought might get you talking baseball. <laughs> Um, but now baseball has uh, removed its ban on something called marijuana. Cool. That, yeah, that I've heard of that. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Wah, you wah. Clever. Dope. Um, dope. Wait, what did I do? Uh, um, some people call marijuana dope. Yeah. And then you said that's dope. Yeah. Like it's cool. Right. Oh. Yeah. You're being clever. Um, so gotcha. the question is, if if one major sport does it, do you think others will follow Actually, I'm really surprised that baseball did this, mostly just because I would assume a lot of the demographics of people who like baseball and enjoy baseball would be from the breadbasket. Maybe not the concentration of it, but a lot of teams are kind of in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, and for the most part, most of those states, when it comes to legislation to actually pass marijuana as a recreational drug and not a criminal offense have given it the thumbs down. Exactly. And that kind of goes with the whole NFL theory of it. The NFL would legalize marijuana uh, in a second if they didn't think it would harm the opinion that fans have of the league itself, which is even more disturbing because of the fact that they allow dudes who have beaten women to go play (laughs) and they go, Ah, I must not care about that. Yeah. They do care about weed, though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, <laughs> I find that very interesting. I would have thought there would be a bigger backlash from some of the fans in baseball, but I think they also did it at the best time possible because sure. there's a distraction. You know, <laughs> that whole team that cheated. That hey, should be oh, yeah, those guys. Hey, hey, shiny keys, shiny yeah. keys. So yes, it's, a, yes. it's, a good, yeah. it's a good strategy by baseball. Sure. And obviously, you know, it's something that I, I don't know if, uh, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know if painkillers are – abuse as much in baseball as they are in football, but yeah. you know, it's a good alternative. Sure. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they're not going to be like token up in the dugout or anything, but it's just one of those things. But what if they were, but what if, they so were? here's your warning from the commissioner. <laughs> just don't show up to the ballpark high. Yeah. There you go. Like, what the players. <laughs> that's, that was the warning from the commissioner. Just, uh, if you could just avoid but that commissioner guy. I mean, he's been saying some real stupid stuff lately. Yeah. He has been he's absolutely been on point. Who's the guy that pitched on acid? Oh, that was, uh, it was uh, Doc, Doc Ellis. Doc yeah, Ellis. oh my gosh. I was say you. God, it's so good. You have to watch that little, uh, that little video on, online. It's, it's his voice telling the story, and then somebody animated it. So it, it's really incredible. Doc Ellis pitching the yeah, no-no on LSD. It's really good. Yeah, well, and then you have uh, the perfect game. David Wells said he was uh, drunk or had a few beers oh, yeah. before the game. So. Well, and all those guys would like take greenies and stuff in the, you know, because they they'd talk about like, oh yeah, we used to do double headers all the time. And the only way we'd get through them is just take the greenies and 
you know, yeah. Yeah. So plenty of drug abuse in sport, which is always uh, super fun, as long as you're not using performance-enhancing drugs. I will say, back when I used to smoke pot, it was a lot of fun doing active stuff. And I'd like to think I was better at it. Yeah. I probably wasn't, but (laughs) But you'd like to think like tennis. Tennis seemed easier. Sounds well, good. Well, there I, you go, tennis well, players yeah, out there. there. That it. So there I go. say something like that, and no. that gets a whatever. Yeah. But we talk about hand surgeries, and I'm yeah. I'm supposed no. to say something huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think well, I'll tell you about a hand. Um, the whole pot thing is interesting, too, though, because, I mean, quite a few years ago, Tim Lincecum uh, was driving around in the Bay Area and got pulled over, and he was high. You know, and it's like, but he lives in the Bay Area. Wait, that long-haired stoner-looking guy? Yeah, exactly. It's like, don't you know that he's stoned just <laughs> looking at him? He's got the long hair. He's the freak. He's- well, that's discrimination. No, I. he was great to watch. He was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, do you guys know who Kurt Flood is? Sounds familiar. All right. Well, we Tell will, us. I will uh, after this <laughs> Sports Center update. Hold on a second. Lawmakers push for Kurt Flood's enshrinement in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Heard about this. Yeah. So Kurt Flood, seven-time gold glover, played for the St. Louis Cardinals, won two World Series. I asked you who Kurt Flood was, and now I will ask you a more specific question. Why do you believe lawmakers are trying to get him into the Hall of Fame? Do you have a guess, Jen? Probably um, because he accomplished some amazing things, I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Well played. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he was a great baseball player. Well, uh, but, sure. But, that but is, uh, that's probably not the only reason nope, why. Nope, that is not the reason. Will, do, us, Will do you have a guess on why Kurt Flood should be enshrined in the Hall of Fame that they're, uh, they're pushing forward in Washington? Uh, doesn't he know somebody... <laughs> Yeah. Politician. <laughs> so um, I was I was mentioning this to Jen in the break. Uh, I had a, a U.S. history teacher in uh, my junior year of high school who basically set up the syllabus for the class by saying, here's 50 names you should know. And Kurt Flood was on that list. And Kurt Flood is famous for being the first free agent in sports. Oh, yes. And part of the reason that they are pushing for this is he gave up a lot of his career fighting against the commissioner of baseball, saying he deserves equal pay, and he lost a lot of opportunities to play and continue what was you know, the start of a great career that he could go out and let teams bid for his services. And mm-hmm. Kurt Flood is known as being the guy the that brought free agency to yeah. sports and the first free agent, and so now lawmakers all right. these years yeah. later are sure. trying to get him in. Can you imagine sports yeah. without free agency? Yeah, let me... Uh, Really quick. Sure. Yeah, that was a what class? What was that? It was a U.S. history class. U.S. history class. Yeah. 50, 50 people? Yeah, 50 people. Yeah, I could probably name 50 people before Kurt Flood. That's fine. You would need to <laughs> remember right. sure, yeah. in U.S. history. Yeah. Okay. But I have no idea why you would need to know that in a U.S. history class. Okay. I didn't set it up. I didn't pick the 50 people. Make sure you know who talk this to, guy you, is. You can talk to John Griffin if you're mad about it. It's an interesting class. Muhammad Ali was on the list. Jonas Salk. That's uh, great. President. I like that. Why yeah. wouldn't she put Michael Jordan on the list before him? Maybe he was on the list. The jo- idea of no, branding Jordan. and globalizing <laughs> a sport. Because Jordan would have probably still been playing at the time. And he wasn't the, the global icon, I think, that he ended up becoming after his playing career. He's a lesson in how and every, to. And everybody knew who he was. Yeah. He, he was a great lesson in how to hand uh, hide 
uh, being a gambling addict. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, but I think the idea was taking people that you people don't that you know. It's like George Washington was not on the list because we knew who George Washington who was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was people that you that that you should know and probably wouldn't. So there was there was things that we went in, and but I remember I remember the Muhammad Ali going through and why you know his life was important, even though people knew who he was. Yeah, a bunch of kids in the you know late nineties may not have known the impact he had, but Kurt Flood, again, imagine sports right now without free agency. I mean, we're running into a off season in the, in football. That's insane. You talk about the player control that the NBA players have, uh, you know, so the, what would you have if it wasn't free agency? I don't know what the option would be. I mean, you would, I guess you would still have owners owning the rights to players. I guess it still happens in uh, Premier League soccer, even though I don't follow it, where they sell the rights to players for millions of dollars and the teams pay each other money that the players never see. Well, here's $40 million yeah. just so I can have your guy, and it's just owners swapping money. It's not the players making money on it. Think about it this way, though. What if sports was the same as everybody else's regular job? Yeah, where it was just an open market where you can go and... Well, not only that, but like... There's really no, you know, penalties or anything. Meaning, like, yeah, that's what I, I mean. could go be a blazer. Well, maybe. no, no, you couldn't. <laughs> Let me just stop you right there. Say, I know you were a great not. wing guy in high school, but I don't see you <laughs> say, being. I could go be a blazer, and they go, "Cool, we'll pay you, you know, whatever, five million a year or something." Yeah. Right. And then, like, after a while, I go, "Oh, you know what? I just took this interview with another job. Yeah. I'm putting my two weeks in. I'm gonna leave." And they go, "Okay." Yeah, and they just stop pay but what at happens that point and then hire other people. But what happens is you have a non-compete. So it's like, cool, yeah, you can leave, but you can't play for another NBA right. team. So you, you would still have contracts, and that happens all the time, where, you know, if, if whoever, Isaac or Souk, decided to just pick up and walk across the street, I'm sure there's something in their contracts going, yeah, you two years you cannot be back on another radio station in the Portland market. I haven't seen their contracts, but that's what the I type have. of contract you would have. Right. I know you have. You've hacked into everything at this station. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. So, at least in my mind, I look at this, and this is a name that I've known, you know, for a long time. But it's interesting to think that now you're making lawmakers are going out there going, hey, this guy changed sport, and it may just be a reason to get his name back into the public consciousness. But Perhaps. do you see? Uh, do you see a reason to put a spot for him in the Hall of Fame? Sure. I mean, it made a pretty. Big, I mean, you know, I mean, it made a pretty big impact. You know, I no mean, question. Look at everything that yeah. happened after that. So. Yeah, I guess I so. I don't know. I, I I view it more as a thing that I don't know if this would be something that is so much as celebrated as just understood yeah. and yeah. maybe just kind of saying like, hey, maybe we want to work towards giving players more freedom. Mm -hmm. I also think free agency is kind of a negative thing. Yeah. I, I do in a sense because it ruins, I don't want to say the purity of the sport, but, um, right. you know, you take something like football and baseball right now, and there are definitely dudes out there who you know their MO. Yeah. Um, and they are very popular. And you have kids that look up to them that think that they play for the purity of the sport. Bryce Harper. And really, at the end of the day, they don't care. No. And in yeah. fact, right. they don't really look like they're having a lot of fun out there. They're just like, dude, <laughs> give me the check. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is an incredible example of this in football. Yeah. Somebody who, for the most part, understood that all he had to do was hold out for an entire season and not wreck his body and then go, cool, well, I'll just take whoever gives me the most money. Yeah. Oh, the Jets? 
well, you really suck, but I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Well, well, in the in last, uh, I guess this off season and the and the previous one for baseball, a lot of big name guys signed contract extensions, which then yeah. you know that has an impact on free agency as well because it's like, well, I mean, that would be the smartest thing to do, obviously, is like sign a long term contract and then you know because you don't know in five ten years what if you're not as good as you are now and you can't get more money in free agency. You know, so a lot of a lot of the big guys, you know, are well, well, signing longer contracts. Then fans may not love it because yeah. you know you have all these guys making you know these insane amounts yeah. of money. But the idea that two teams can go out and bid for your services is something mm-hmm. that didn't exist when your rights were owned by the team. Yeah. And like I said, if if the money exchanging hands is just going between owners teams, yeah, and not yeah, going to the, the players, point, right? I think that would be a, a very different system we're looking at. So they. All the leagues set up the rules so that they try to get players to stay where they are. You have the bird rights in the NBA. You have the franchise tag in the NFL. They want to keep the, you know, the the big names in the same uniforms the best that they can. But there's no question that it changed sport and the way that mm-hmm. we look at it. So um, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, lawmakers trying to get Kurt Flood into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Cool. Uh, next, we'll see if they can get Pete Rose in. That'll be oh. a Nevada legislation that starts with that i i also with the hall of fame i i think yeah. i'm just very jaded about it now. i i am yeah. i am too and that that's part of the story because i don't yeah. care about the hall of fame but again bringing his name up for a generation of people that may not know who he is yeah. i think is is part of the reason i wanted to talk yeah. about it today is it's just a cool conversation to have and go imagine how different it would be if you were watching your favorite team and i mean you hear some of the comments especially from the nba comparing owners to slave owners and imagine if they actually owned mm-hmm. the players yeah. and their rights yeah. and LeBron wanted to switch teams, didn't have the ability because nope. the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> just owned the rights to him. Quicken guy yeah. uh, owned oh, yes. the rights to him and he wasn't able to leave, you know, the owner of the Cavs. Yeah. 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 I forget his name. Yeah. Too. Uh, another good point is uh, quite Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's a very good example, too, in the NBA of somebody who takes advantage of the free agent system in a way that, um, you know, I guess is what the country is built on. It's a free market society where, for the most part, you are given ultimate control. And if you know how to wield it, that's great. If you don't, you're probably not going to end up being either too wealthy or too successful. And Kawhi Leonard's done that with the Clippers and pretty much every team he's been on. In that he goes, hey, I'm not going to play like 20 games, but you're still going to pay me for those 20 <laughs> games. No. But I'll give you the best chance to win a uh, win an NBA title. When you see it right now, the CBA conversations that they're having in the NFL, they're trying to get to 50-50 where they're splitting the money because the NHL yeah. NBA already have that. So it, it just seems like a very relevant con- conversation to have. About I how still d- say that's weird that Kurt Flood was one of the 50 people <laughs> that you knew. I, I just, in U.S. history, yeah. there has to be... <laughs> So other Someone people. else that comes before. Uh, yeah, hey, Kurt Floyd. Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Griffin was also. Uh, I think there's 50 people. He was people. also the, the, the girls basketball coach. Uh, and then he ended up becoming an AD later on. So he was a sports fan. I hey, think there's listen. 50 people between 1960s and mid 70s alone <laughs> yeah. that I, you need to know. I, 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 sure. wonder, I wonder if I can get my hands on that list. I'd be curious who else because there, there wasn't a ton that I remembered. But uh, The you, Beatles? John F. Kennedy? Well, we knew. Nixon? We, again. The people that Jack you really Kerouac. Know. Listen, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention in school. Kurt Flood always <laughs> stuck with me. Jonas Salk always stuck with me from that class. And Muhammad Ali, because he brought in the old uh, uh, vinyls of uh, uh, the the anthems that people would write for <laughs> Muhammad Ali. And it was just, it was hysterical. So anyways, there's certain oh. things that stick in your mind. Kurt Flood has always been one of those people. Uh, and just try to imagine what sport would be. Dan Gilbert. 
That's a guy's name. He was not on the list of 50 people. That's the owner of the Cavs. Uh, Dale right. Gabler, also weird, um, superstitious guy. You remember, he'd always bring rabbits' feet to the draft selection thing. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, and and then he won three he, in a row or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and he brought his kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, my kid's a good luck charm. Hey, it worked. Okay. It worked. It kept getting him. Maybe the Blazers need a little more superstition. If Paul Allen would have taken a whole rabbit, maybe we couldn't have gotten somebody that didn't get hurt all the time. All right. Hey, let's uh, go to What to Watch. Uh, we'll do it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Ooh. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will lead to kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out of touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome in. It is what to watch. This is where we tell you what to watch. Um, that's right. I'm trying to find something on here. I mean, you've got the Blazers uh, Hawks this weekend. Sure. Uh, XFL week something. <laughs> That's so sad. Honda Classic. It's already been like, I, I mean, really, I guess. How many weeks do you think the XFL? I think it's four. I think it's three, actually. I think, no. I think I saw something on ESPN that said three. But Raymond corrected us last week and said it was week three, so I'm guessing this is week four. But how do we know Raymond's right? I don't know. I'm not going to go and type in XFL into my Google. What's that going to do to my profile? Are you kidding me? Imagine the ads that you get served if you type XFL into your browser. XFL! Probably Sea Dragon stuff. It's all going to show up in our Instagram feed now that we're saying it out loud. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. I don't want any of that XFL advertising coming at me. They're going to try to sell me Bud Light Seltzer. Let me tell you something. I don't want Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Like I want Bud Light Seltzer, the official not beer of the XFL. No, you want Coors Light made to chill. I'm drinking Corona exclusively now. I'm I'm convinced that that is the uh, anti-venom for the coronavirus. Um. I'm going to shift from sports and just get right to what I want to watch not in sports because I think we all understand that this is this is the time of year where sports sucks. No, no, no. This is a time of year where sports are sucks. in l- No. They, no, they listen. Sort of suck. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. They suck when you're a Mariners fan and it gets to July. That's where yeah. they suck. And it sucks to be an A's fan there too cuz you're like, is this a year that we don't make a late season run? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be awful through at least June. Oh, right. And then, then, and, and then the yeah. whole roster is unrecognizable by July. Exactly. And then they start their tear towards the playoffs, and you go, all right, they're, they're all doing right, it yep. again. Mm-hmm. But the Mariners don't have that hope. Yeah. They're yeah. mediocre, or they'll play well to start. And then right. they, they're like, oh, is this the point where we fall off the cliff? Oh, yeah, let's, and it is. let's all go jump so off the cliff So that's where now. sports sucks, Will. Yeah. I wonder you don't like baseball. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. go ahead. What are you watching outside of sports, Will? Didn't mean to interrupt. Is anybody uh, a fan of The Outsider? I've not tried The Outsider yet. That's on HBO. Amazing. I keep seeing it on the home screen when I go on to HBO to pull up Land Before Time so my kids don't bother me for an hour and a half. (laughs) 
one of the very few Stephen King adaptations that are good. That's good. Oh, okay. There, there aren't many. And the reason I say that is because Stephen King has written like... A thousand books. Yes, a thousand yeah. books and 500 of them have <laughs> been TV shows, movies, or short series. And 497 of them have been awful. Yes. Yeah. There's Shawshank, which is good. The Green Mile, which is good. Yeah. I guess you throw The Shining in. Sure. Shining was good. Yeah. But yeah. after that, get pretty murky. What about uh, Pet Cemetery? Yeah. No. <laughs> Except the 80s version? Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But weird. the new version sucked. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But the new... Don't stop remaking stuff, Hollywood. Bunch of jerks. Yeah, come up Running with some new ideas. ideas. I, listen, South Korea can come up with new ideas and win Oscars. Why can't we do that? Seriously. Come on. Did you see Trump was mad about that? Was he? Yeah. Oh, no. So, I'm all mad. It's like some speech. Like two weeks after the Oscars, he's all bitter about the... Not good. <laughs> so, anyways... Yeah, man. So the outsider, outsider. intense. The outsider. Okay. Really good. They're intense. Is and it a movie or a series? It's a. It's a. Well, I think it's a limited series. Limited, like because yeah. I don't think they can go further with it. I mean, I, I've heard from other people who but read the book. But there's multiple episodes. Yes. It's not just like one two-hour thing. Well, I've heard from other people who have read the book that say like they're past the book at this point, oh, okay. and they're like eight episodes in. Ooh. They're like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. they're making more stuff with it. So hopefully okay. they make other seasons. But cool. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so Jen, what are you watching? Are you watching any sports this weekend? Well, uh, the fun little MLB app has, uh, when you subscribe to MLB TV, you, you can see 300 spring training games. <laughs> and how many are you going to oh watch this weekend? Oh, my gosh. Well, maybe like half of one. Okay. But, um, yeah, spring training games are so funny because they're just, you know, it's, it's just funny. to It's fun to see in person, but it, yes. to watch on, a, on TV is just like, eh, okay. All right, I'm done. Um, we have 25 more days till opening day for baseball, so I'm waiting for that. But um, not in sports. I'm watching the Chef Show on Netflix. The okay. John, John Favreau and oh, okay. Roy Choi celebrity chef. They go around all these rich people's houses, all their rich friends' houses. Can we talk about the stuff. firestorm that you started at Intercom <laughs> oh my gosh. by talking about Love is Blind last yeah, week? Yeah, last week when we talked about Love is Blind on the air, and then all of a sudden on that following Monday, I had never the heard entire of the show. office was a buzz. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the entire uh, thing started right here on the center of the same. I'd never heard of the show. <laughs> and yeah, by Monday, our the, like the boss, the big boss yeah, lady yeah. of the whole thing was staying up till two yeah, or three she, in the morning watching yeah, she comes it. Yeah, and says, oh my every, God, I stayed up till one in the morning watching. There are seven radio stations yeah, in this building and every Everyone single one of them was hooked on Love show. is Blind. Yeah. Will, did you watch any of it? No, I didn't. <laughs> yet. Oh, you want to though. Well, the finale was posted on Thursday. Oh, it was available was on nice? Thursday. So everybody, you know, on I will Friday say, morning was like, we yeah. got uh, we got a trove <laughs> of nasty text oh, messages of after I know. that because everybody oh, wanted know. to know about yeah the GH right yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say on which air, of course yeah probably no, shouldn't I know. Uh, yeah. yes I I I asked you now there are five separate texts oh I believe like, it no, so does that happen or no no I know. <laughs> You'd think. But, oh. yeah. I need to know before I want to watch it. Yeah. Well, it, it was definitely a fun train wreck to watch. And yeah. uh, I will admit there was one moment in the finale. I feel real stupid for saying this, but it did kind of choke me up. Oh, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, you know, I mean, it, it was because the, the girl, the bride's dad don't, in. Don't spoil it anything. It was just the dad. We it was just watched. the sweet father moment. Right. And it reminded me of my dad. It was really sweet. Oh, okay. And it just it got me all choked up. Well, watch me. I wasn't spoiling it. Watch me live up to the reputation of uh, <laughs> the out-of-touch out father of two. Guess what I finally watched this weekend? <laughs> the Firefest documentary. <laughs> Which Wait, one? Yeah. The Which Netflix one? Netflix one. Is okay. the Hulu one better? Eh, 
You get to actually talk to the guy one-on-one in the Hulu one. Nah, maybe I'll watch that one too. Yeah. But it I'll was, say the Netflix one explained it better. Right. It was yeah. super entertaining. Well, I, was just, I, was, I was doing something. I was like, I want to have something on I could just have on in the background. Mm-hmm. And then I got totally <laughs> immersed <laughs> in it. it. I'm like, what, six months late, a year late, two years late on that That's thing? Great. But uh, it's really good, and it's awesome that he gets out and then just starts being a scammer again. <laughs> then, well, the, the, Literally the, the day after he gets out. Of prison. Well, I'll tell you the most amazing one is uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. That guy, oh, I, like I saw, yeah. I must have typed in XFL into my browser because I got an advertisement for one of his sales seminars. So I don't know what happened, but that guy's still out like selling his training lesson. Like this is how you ruin people's lives. Uh, all right, uh, switch over to the, uh, ESPN and listen to Swag talk about uh, the pilot's terrible season. That'll be fun. Um, thank you to Dan Ellis. Thank, thank you. you to Will Darkens as always. Thank you to everybody thank you, thank for you. listening. Yes. We are done until next Saturday, 9 to 11. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.